Hey, welcome to Victory in the Night. My name is Jennifer McCants, and I'm so glad you chose to tune in with me. Let's get started on our topic for the night, which is the deep end. Our scripture reading for tonight will be coming out of Ezekiel chapter 47 in the New King James Version. We will be reading verse 1 through 12. Now, at some point in life, I do plan to get better with my Hebrew, but tonight ain't that night. So, I hope you have your Bible that you can follow along, because I'm probably going to skip quite a few names, locations maybe. (laughs) So again, Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east for the front of the temple faced the east the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces east and there was water running out on the right side And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubics, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. And again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned, there along the bank of the river, were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes it shall be that fishermen will stand by it from in giddy to in gileam they will be places for spreading their nets their fish will be to the same kinds as the fish of the great sea exceedingly many But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. So I have not 
dug into Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12 like I want to for this podcast. But I want to talk on top of it, if that's okay. I was reading it and I was like, oh my God, Lord, I'm going to obey. You want me to do this tonight? I'll do it tonight. (laughs) So I want to tell two stories before I get into what the Lord specifically wants to be revealed. Because these two stories connect. The first story is I was at a conference and I remember being in this room full of women and I was just thinking like, this is about to be an emotional mess because women in a room about Jesus can get competitive. <laughs> like just women in a room, period, can get a little competitive. Um, but that was actually not my experience. I was in a room full of women who wanted to be together and fellowship in the name of Jesus together. So when the young lady who was facilitating the aspect of worship through song for the that particular segment of the conference, I was amazed at how much these women's hearts were pursuing God. If they weren't, I couldn't tell because I was listening to the sound and just discerning the room like, yo, these okay, these women are serious. And so the Lord was like, okay, interact, you participate. So once I got out of my like spooky discernment mindset, (laughs) I began to engage the Holy Spirit. And I had a vision. And I was standing on like a beach. And I remember going ankle high into the water, knee length into the water, waist length into the water. And I had this question in my heart and I was like, Lord, why didn't Ezekiel keep going based on what the scripture was saying? Um, because it said that he, he being the son of God, uh, son of man, I believe is the person that's throwing this, this line in his hand. But, um, it said that he brought him through the waters so I always wondered, I was like, man, why didn't Ezekiel just go further? So during this segment of worship and in this corporate atmosphere, I decided I would, I wanted to go further and just see what was out there because the scripture said that the water, Ezekiel said that there was, the water was so deep you had to swim. So I'm assuming Ezekiel didn't know how to swim. (laughs) He wasn't about that life. So in the spirit, I was like, I'm going to swim by faith. And I remember I was swimming and all of a sudden I got so far out into the water, probably the ocean. And there was this ugly, prideful version of myself that was like it grabbed my ankle and started to like pull me down into the water. And the Lord said the only way not to drown is to keep swimming. So I'm like in this vision, I hear all these beautiful voices, tongues are going up, song is going up. There's a young lady flagging and I'm like freaking out because I'm like, I'm over here crying and I'm like, Lord, I feel like everyone's having a good time in your presence and you're dealing with my pride. Fast forward, I was driving home today from the grocery store and I was like, let me just 
I don't know why I want to listen to this song, but I'm going to listen to it. So I put on Lecrae Deep In. And I just was like, yo, this is resonating for some reason. So quick little plug. I don't know him. <laughs> and I don't get I don't get no incentives for sharing this, but check out the song. But in the lyrics, the guy who is singing, he says, you know, I've just been trying not to go off the deep end. Give me a reason. And so tonight I wanted to talk to you about going into the deep. You know, I know we like that that scripture as a deer pants for the water. So, excuse me, sorry. So, so does my soul long for you, Lord. And deep cries unto deep. But I want to bring Ezekiel to you because just reading this was like, yo, I'm going to, again, I'm going to study. There's probably going to be a part two to this so I can really like, but let's just look at this. It said that there was, there was water that was flowing under the threshold of the temple toward the east. Um, and as this water was flowing, he being the son of man, I'm assuming, not son of man. Again, I need to study this. Um, verse two says, he brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces the east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured one thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. This happened again in verse four and it said and brought me through the waters. This happened again <laughs> and verse still in verse four um, and it said that he brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again he measured and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. And I know sometimes in the night season, you can experience these drowning emotions or these drowning thoughts. And they are real. When I was thinking about doing this episode tonight and I was listening to that song, I thought about you. And I was like, Lord, if it if it's OK, I want to I want to give space to the harsh reality that some of these emotions and these feelings and these thoughts and these things that happen to us, they run deep. <laughs> like, um, I know somebody would say, you know, that just sounds like trauma. That's that's one thing. But like, no, just some of the way that we feel about people and situations I don't know if you, like myself, sometimes I just get overwhelmed with the way that the world is going. Um, the scripture talks about how in the last days uh, that love would wax cold or go grow cold. People's, people would basically just become heartless. And when I tell you that scripture is more and more emotion, I'm noticing that people are so less and less mindful of others. They are so less and less willing to um, intervene and get involved and get dirty. Life is, people business is messy business, period. Whether you on the job, whether you're in the church, whether it's just your family, like it get real, the stuff that people really go through. 
or the people the things that people come up against because not everybody goes through and so I want to first and foremost acknowledge that this episode is not necessarily trying to just rush you out of the deep end of your emotions or the deep end of whatever you're going through. This is more so to acknowledge that it's real. I understand it's happening, but maybe you need to embrace the deep end. Like, again, I I, I still have that question for the Lord. I'm like, why didn't he want to go? Why didn't he want to swim? Why didn't he want to go further? If the first three times that this man threw this line out and your word says that it brought him, it brought Ezekiel through the waters. Why then would he not trust that on this fourth time that he measured 1000, that even though this was a river that could not be crossed, that the water was too deep and water which one must swim. It didn't say it was impossible. Like Ezekiel did not acknowledge that this this deeper end of the water was impossible. He said, no, this is the water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Who says it couldn't have been crossed? If this man has been bringing you through every hundred, uh, every 1,000 measure cubic feet or whatever, who are we to say that this river could not be crossed? I mean, again, you said it was one that one must swim. Can you not swim? And I know you're thinking like, no, I can't swim right now. I am drowning. Here's my first encouragement for you tonight. If you are drowning, not if you feel like you're drowning, like, no, you're truly drowning in the river of your emotions. You're truly drowning in the river of the situations in your family, if you're truly drowning in that financial debt, if you're truly drowning, believe that there is one who has the power to bring you through. Now, I love that God is not this Houdini genie, right? If you're if you're drowning in financial issues, there is a strategy and that strategy will bring you through. If you work that plan, if you seek the Lord and you ask him and you be diligent to what you've asked for, you be diligent to what you received, that strategy will bring you through the deep. If it's something going on with your family and you feel like you're drowning in phone calls and voicemails and you're drowning in the information that's being passed from one aunt to one uncle to one cousin to one mama, you can drown that out through prayer. <laughs> like you drown it out through prayer, praise and worship. I really sense that there is someone who needs that strategy. And that strategy is in praise and worship. So when you're praying for that family member, you're not just, you know, angrily bringing them before the Lord. Like you're worshiping and acknowledging that God is the one who is able to not only change you in the situation, but allow you to be a light in the situation, right? That in the darkness of whatever is going on, you're shining and that one or two family members will notice it and be like, man, like 
yo, so-and-so is handling this like pretty well. We need to lean on that. And then that'd be a door of opportunity to minister to them and encourage and exhort them. Same thing with your finances. Like you pray and receive that strategy with a willing heart. He says in Isaiah chapter one, verse 19, he says, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So if you be willing and obedient and you stick to the budget and you stick to the divine strategy that was given to you, um, whether it be through revelation or you just came across the right YouTube video, regardless if your sensitivity is high enough and you receive instructions, if ye be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You will not forever be in debt. Debt don't just go away. Like, <laughs> you know, so there is, there is, he can bring you through. So it's interesting that Ezekiel says that it couldn't be crossed, but he acknowledges that it, the, the way to cross it is to swim. So this is one of those moments that has to be done in supernatural strength. Like God strengthened me to cross this river. The current is strong. The current is mighty. But your word says in Isaiah chapter 43, that when I go through the waters, let me go there because I don't like to, (laughs) I just don't like to butcher the text. Let's go to Isaiah 43 real quick. And verse two says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. So God acknowledges, right, that the rivers will seem and at times feel right. Those emotions, those thoughts, those harsh realities, it will feel as though these the this river is hard or impossible to swim through, but he's saying when you pass through the waters, because you're going to pass through them, I'm going to be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. That current uh, will not pull you down. Your anxiety will not pull you down. Your stress. Oh my gosh. I don't know who you are. If you're anything like me, the stress has been trying. It's been trying. It's been trying, yo. It's like, where are you coming from? Like, who gave you permission to even act like this in my body? Like, (laughs) that's the level of stress I've been experiencing. But I'm grateful for this scripture because it's saying, once again, yes, the water is one which one has to swim. And if it's, you know, if you don't know how to swim, you can't cross it. But we have the Holy Spirit. We're going to definitely cross. Isaiah 43 just told us that when we pass through the waters and when we go through the river, it won't overtake us. So, pow. But then I want to also introduce you to this thought of healing that isn't, isn't what people prefer right no one no one wants the procedure that will heal them because mm, there's pain anesthetic you know some cutting some snipping and it's like i didn't ask to be healed through this kind of process whoever you are stop speaking so terribly of the process because it's prolonging the process 
<laughs> no matter how much you delay the surgery, no matter no matter how much you delay the acknowledgement of what's in front of you, it's still there. It's it's still there and you're going to have to do something about it. Now I find it interesting that he begins to, you know, basically give explanation as to what this water is. Verse eight says, then he said to me, this water flows towards the Eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. It's a process, like a filtration process. Verse nine says, and it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) So if this is some water that's impossible to swim in or quote unquote impossible to cross, but it can be swimmed in, that means that these living things that embrace the flow of the river, wherever it goes, it will live because of what God has deemed this water will do. Then it says there will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Let's go to some scripture. Let's go over to John. This now this is probably y'all favorite. John chapter 4, the woman at the well. John chapter 4 Uh, Verse seven says, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you being a Jew as a ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And once again, it's this this thing, this moment, this interaction with, with God, where we're like, Oh, I'm cool with the ankle. I'm cool with the knee. Okay. We didn't got up to the waist. This is a little uncomfortable. Cause guess what? I can't, I, I personally just can't swim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here it is. This woman at the well, you know, she's looking at the facts. <laughs> the facts is how do you being a Jew Ask me, a Samaritan woman for something to drink when Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. So there's these um logic thank you holy spirit logic can be an enemy if not most times is an enemy of faith trust and belief now i'm not saying to just whims you know just willy-nilly this thing i do believe that you ought to be praying and engaging with god um, that way you discern, okay, God, God is saying, move, let's move. But then there are those moments where it's like, okay, God, we, I need to, I need to dialogue. I need to, you know, pick this thing apart that I know that it's you. I need scripture. Um, I need to study. I want, I want to know that when I walk away from this, this meeting with you, that when all the contradictory things happen, I have, I have enough word or I have enough encounter and fellowship with you that I know this is the devil. Because again, sometimes in our emotions, we get excited about a word. But sometimes we don't sit with the word and say, okay, Father, now what's, what is the penalty 
of my, oh, glory to God. What is the penalty of my disbelief? What happens if with what you have said to me, I don't walk in or walk on what, what, what's on the other side of my disobedience or what's on the other side of my, my not believing what you've said. The scripture I believe is in Deuteronomy. I lay before you this day, blessings and cursings, death and life. And I would, I would have that you choose life. Um, when he pro when he ministered, not ministers, let me slow down. Cause I'm starting to get excited. When God was talking to the children of Israel, what I love about the Old Testament is when he's talking to the children of Israel, he always tells them what's on the other side of your yes and what's on the other side of your no. So if you do what I said, this is a sure blessing. This is what's to come. But if you disobey... I will draw myself from thee. Like he tells them. And I believe that the same God of the Old Testament, which is the same God of the New, if you take the time to sit with prophecy, this is something for someone out there. You have to engage and unpack prophecy. Yes, you have to receive it with gladness. That's great, but that is not the bread and butter of your prophetic word. You have to sit with it. You have to unpack it. You have to pray it. You have to confess it. You have to sometimes fast it. But regardless, you have to continue to engage it. However, the Holy Spirit is leading you to engage it. If he's telling you to engage it through confession every day, you ought to be confessing that prophetic word. If he tells you to engage it through fasting, you ought to be fasting according to the divine structure um, and instructions that he gave you. Whichever way he has led you to engage the prophetic, you have to do it and do it with diligence. So this woman, as well as Ezekiel, they're just acknowledging the facts. Like the fact is this water can't be swam across. Like, let's just put it out there. Let's just acknowledge the fact like you being a Jew talking to me, a Samaritan. This is this is just not how it works. But verse 10 says that Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now notice he says, if you had knew the gift of God and who it is who asks, uh, who it is who says to you, give me drink. Now I'm delaying to get to my point, but I really just, the gift of God that Jesus is talking about is the Holy Spirit. And you'll find out as we go further into the text. But if you, if you just knew the flow, the gifting of the Holy Spirit you have in this hour of your life, if you could just really embrace his ministry and leadership and responsibility in your life, you wouldn't ask these or make these um disbelief statements or these logical statements that are truly at its core hostile towards the divine revelation of God. Look at Luke chapter two, 
when Zachariah is approached by the angel Gabriel and he's told that he his his barren wife is going to bear a child. And when he spoke against that word, his mouth had to be shut closed. He was mute. He could not talk for nine months because in his particular case, because he was the father of John the Baptist. You are so getting in the way of the fulfillment of scripture that we're going to have to shut your mouth so that the, the, the stuff that's coming out of your mouth does not alter what God has planned. So you won't agree with your mouth. You're going to have to just now you about to agree with your actions because you ain't going to have nothing to say. <laughs> you can't talk now. So he's like, if you had knew the gift of God, Jesus said, um, if you being evil, having evil fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more will your father in heaven gift you the Holy Spirit? The gift is not your laying on of hands and your gift is not your spirit of discernment. Your gift is not, I'm not saying those are not gifts. Those are expressions of the main gift of all gifts, the Holy Spirit. I think once we fall in love and get just a little intoxicated, more like a lot of intoxicated in the spirit, Paul says, do not be drunk with much wine, but be drunk in the spirit. When we can get intoxicated with the Holy Ghost, we can function however it is needed. Because that was the whole purpose of the expressions of gifts. He says he gives these things as they are needed. So if I need to flow in a gift of discernment or in the gift of faith or in the gift of wisdom or in the gift of helps, if I need to flow in any of the giftings that the Holy Spirit can bring, does bring, I can do it. But my focus has to be mainly on the gift the Holy Spirit. If you knew the gift of God, you wouldn't think that being in the deep end is as terrible as it seems. If you knew the gift of God, being in this situation that you seem to have found yourself in, whether you put yourself there or life has brought you to this, if you knew, you would embrace it a lot different. And you would realize that there is healing in going through the deep end, going through the deep waters. Of course, the woman woman said in verse 11, sir, you have nothing to draw with. (laughs) And the well is deep. Once again, I know it's deep. (laughs) I'm not even talking to y'all no more. I'm talking to myself. I know it's deep. I know, I know, ain't no life. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. We'll go this direction. I had a dream. And in this dream, um, I I had a team, maybe like four or five people. And we were like Marine, not Marines, like Navy SEALs or something. And we had an assignment to investigate this thing that was deep, deep, deep in the ocean. Now, you know, only 40% of the ocean, I believe, has been discovered. That's 40%. Uh, <laughs> the other 60 is like 
Yeah, because it's too, the pressure it's kind of like borderline impossible because the lo- the further you go down because the water is heavy, you know. So I'm like, okay, so our 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 orders was to investigate this and it was like a glowing orb of some sort and it was it was kind of alien if you will. Our orders was to investigate it, to um pretty much house it and protect it. But it was deep, deep, deep in the ocean. I remember they gave us our gear to swim down for the investigation. I was like, first of all, we got these little spandexes and the fins and some goggles with the little mouth thing. I said, that's not ad-. And he, these These were my exact words in the dream. That's not adequate for this. So I swam up and I went, I reported to my reporter officer and I told her, I said, this is not adequate gear. And she literally said, this is exactly what you need to go deep. And I'm like, bruh, I need like, I need like that scuba gear where it's like, it's like metal and I can literally sink to the bottom of the ground <laughs> in the ocean or something. like, and she's like, no, that's not what you need. It's interesting that this conversation is being had because God is literally saying, that's exactly where I want you. I want you in the deep end, in the, the place where your total dependency is on me, where you're relying on me, where you're, where you're intentionally and willingly engaging the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures because you just can't do it by yourself. Any righteousness done in your own strength is self-righteousness. It's not righteous. Don't know who that was for, but... <laughs> she said, where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? as well as his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give will will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Now y'all know, like I know, he starts talking to her about this man. She, she, <laughs> she went... Um, <laughs> which is just awesome because you're just like, hey, there is nothing hidden from him, period. Um, but I'm looking for this the part where it says, and oh, I think it's okay, let's go over to chapter three real quick. Um, because that's what I was looking for too, where it says, like, out of your belly, which is out of your heart, shall flow, shall spring forth. Rivers of living water. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I don't know where it is right now is like, Holy Spirit, please bring it to my, bring it, bring it to me right now. <laughs> um, but you guys know that scripture. It's either in John three or four, and it literally says, you know, out of out of your belly shall flow rivers, springs of living water, and it makes me think like. If this water in Ezekiel chapter 47 has healing properties, like it has the power to heal, why wouldn't you swim in it? 
I just, I mean, this is a good question to ask. You know, there is, um, I think it's called pool therapy. I know another name is probably water aerobics. But just that buoyancy of the water to kind of shift the weight. You don't really feel it when you're in the water because you're, you know, the resistance of the water as you're working out, moving. Um, But it kind of helps to take some of that unnecessary strain off the body. I was that just kind of came to my mind. But anywho, I want to get to verse 12 along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will neither wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. I believe is in uh, Revelation, I want to say 20. I don't know if it's 21. 19 maybe, where it says that... uh, and the, the the leaves the leaves were for the healing of the nations. And sometimes I wonder like, man, what would happen if we started to live our lives in response to God as if we were those trees, as if we were those leaves that that had the healing for the nations, or even in chapter uh John you know, the whole concept of the, I am the vine, you are the branches, my father is the husband dresser, you know, go produce much fruit, 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 fruit of the spirit. It's just this, this constant theme sometimes across scripture about fruit and trees and healing components. And I don't know who you are, But there is something in the water. There is something in the diet shift, right? Just changing the way you eat. I know sometimes when we're believing God for healing, because by his stripes we are healed, we think that that just means one day we're going to wake up and the diabetes is gone and the cancer don't show up. And that happens for some people, like legit. But then... There's a, I feel like there's a greater testimony. Again, not, knock, not knocking you, whoever you are, if you, if you had that testimony, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But I think there's something, something grand about a testimony that said, yeah, and God began to teach me how to eat. And God began to tell me, you know, just drink the water. And God, God was leading me through the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Scriptures. And he was teaching me how to prepare my foods. And he was teaching me portion control. And and, and I went through a season where he dealt with my overindulgence. And, and he began to Remove the appetite. There's a scripture said, and 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 we gave them over to the god of their belly, like and and God began to teach me about gut health. And I, I last thing I'll say before I wrap it up, I remember sharing with my brother when I started going through my health issues, and I told him I said I'm grateful God revealed it, and you know, he, he listened and he kind of was just like, you know, Jen, I'm not, I don't know if it's God's fault. I said, I never said it was God's fault because 
how can I, in our faith, and this is what I was saying to him, in our faith, we believe that by his stripes, we are healed. But I am responsible for how I heal, uh, I steward my healing. If Jesus paid for my life with precious blood, that's expensive. More precious than silver and gold, Jesus gave his life. So how am I stewarding the life he paid for me to have? If I start to fall out of whack with the healing that belongs to me through the purchase, then it's not anything wrong with the the purchase. It's something wrong with me and how I'm handling it. He was like, yeah, you know, if that works for you. (laughs) And it does work for me because it's not God's fault that I picked up excess weight. You know, it's not God's fault that my emotions got out of whack. It's not his fault. Nothing to me is God's fault because I know how to engage him and I know how to be like, okay, God, this is what's going. I don't like it, but let's talk about it because I'm not afraid to talk about it. And so I've been talking for longer than I personally would have wanted to. I am going to do my due diligence and I'm going to study Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1 through 12. And I'm going to come back to you with a part two with a lot more structure and a lot more clarity on what was really happening in that moment um, with Ezekiel and this man. Who was that man, right? Was it an angel? Was it? But um, I want to just encourage you that in the night season, you already feel like you're drowning. You probably really are drowning. But what if you changed your perspective about the water and you looked at this deep end as the very deep end you need to drown your pride, to drown those unholy appetites, to drown those unhealthy habits and allow the Holy Spirit Better yet, the gift of the Holy Spirit to help you swim across the river that you have deemed impossible to cross. How about you try and believe Isaiah 43 when he says, and when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you go through the river, it will not overflow you. How about instead of looking at Oh my gosh, how how deep it is. You take this opportunity to go deeper in his word, deeper in your relationship um, and, and understanding and fellowship with the Holy Spirit so that whatever's on the other side, or better yet, the flow of the river is bringing healing for you. Oh, I, I can't wait to come back for parts two. So I love you. Guess what? You are victorious even in the deep end. Even if you over in that water and you are flat, flat, flapping your arms and you only ankle deep in the water. <laughs> You're only ankle deep in the water. It's okay. I pray that you go and study Ezekiel chapter 47 for yourself as well and allow the Holy Spirit to be a blessing to you through the knowledge of his word. Um you are victorious 
and you're even victorious in the deep end. Have a good night.